0: side talks it's a podcast and i'm trying to do the broadway thing again has been a while and Corey, i'm inspired by west side story wait and did you I'm see si-
1: west side story no
0: i'm just inspired by its nomination oh, and i'm singing this into a podcast now you're turning it off aren't you because i annoy you because i'm singing
1: west side story is much better than that mm,
0: braddy what do you think i bet it's not that far off. Uh,
1: man, I'm not a big fan of musicals, so. See?
0: See? Anyway, this is Side Talks. It's a podcast about.
1: Well, not fucking musicals, apparently. <laughs> I mean, Jesus movies. Christ. Movies. Corey,
0: movies, Corey. Movies.
1: It's movies of all sorts, including musicals, despite the fact that I'm surrounded by haters.
0: That's Corey Kraft, and I'm Rachel Morgan, and we're going to talk about the movies.
1: What's this show? You can't start d- an yeah, all I musical can. intro and then just I did the ASMR whispering.
0: AMRS whatever the version is. What's the
1: shit? Okay.
0: Okay. So I'm actually I didn't take notes today. I oh. watched this clip. This clip is something else. I want to let you know. This clip it's a two and a half minute clip. I okay. watched it again. I'm just dropping in a film. I've actually never seen this film. I was blown away by how awful and really kind of offensive and everything else This scene was uh and so you try to guess it okay Okay. you ready yep but i'm not going off notes again i'm going off memory so there's like a traffic shit show jam kind of thing happening in what looks to be a city which later is confirmed as a is, is i think new york okay um lots of yellow cabs even though the era when this is shot while it's been, you know, a while, it's been a minute, Uh it's still, you know, I don't think there were this many yellow cabs at this time.
1: So we're talking a 70s or 80s picture, probably. Mm, No. Before that.
0: No. More recent than that. 90s. More recent than that. 2000. So just quit trying to guess, okay? Okay. Let's (laughs) Let's just hear these. Let's hear the details. All right. So it's traffic jam, and there are two people in one of these yellow cabs. And, And these people, I'll just tell you, these people are famous enough for me to know that this is, they're clearly, you know... These two people are in this in this yellow cab, or the leads in this thing. Okay. Sure, okay. And um, and then there seems to be some kind of a crime situation, some sort of a hostage situation, where a woman gets out of a car, and you know she's being held at sort of gunpoint. But she says, I you know, sort of does some stalling stuff, and then says, "We're going to take this teenage boy who comes out of a." Um, out of a building with two other dudes we're going to take him as a hostage so uh-huh. don't follow me we're taking this teenage boy as a hostage and i should mention that this woman who got out of the car is stereotypically like smoking hot sure and she's wearing i mean what not the outfit that i would wear if i were you know about to be in like a potentially a police chase like a sure, sure, mid drift shirt sure. i wouldn't wear this anyway but especially if I thought I might have to, you know, take foot or something here to run. So it's a midriff shirt with a very short skirt. And um, she's very attractive and very stereotypically attractive. And so then a woman steps from the police force, I'll say, and says, don't take him. Take me. Okay. And she's like a laser gun down, does the whole like that weird like lean down, put the gun down thing that cops do. And the woman says, And kind of a maybe bad accent, or maybe it's a real accent that just sort of translates in a way that is weird. Don't come here and let me, you know, I will, fine, we will do that, but let me see. And and then proceeds to frisk her, but doesn't just frisk her. Okay, she goes up the leg. La- it becomes uh-huh. a sexy frisk.
1: Sure, 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 sure. It's a
0: sexy frisk. Sure. To so the you- point where the boobs are getting just, like, squeezed. Like, Well,
1: you got to make sure somebody's not yeah. hiding a weapon yeah. or something. And so, as you can
0: imagine, uh-huh. we cut back to the cops who were like, one of which is like, can she take me instead? They've turned into Tex Avery yeah. Wolves yeah. Yeah, the, with, like, their eyes yes. bugging and going the like, gun- oh! The guns are just, like, have just fallen to the, you know, they're yeah, now gotcha. pointed down at the ground. And it's like, oh, oh you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some of it, there's an Owuga horn. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. You know
0: when the Taz's eyes come out of its head yep, or yep, whatever. Yep. Um, and you know we cut back a couple of times to end the car, and one of you know, I think one of our protagonists is just like what the hell? you know, gotcha. it's like that level. If you don't know what this is, I feel like you're I not going to get it. I don't.
1: This is not ringing any bells at all. Is this like a, a lady action movie? Is this like female-centric?
0: There is a female character. Okay, so I'm going to kind of give you some more clues. Okay, all right. One of the individuals in the cab who's clearly like I think was in the on the poster. Uh huh. Right? One of those individuals is uh, a, a very well-known comedian. Um, and the he's a very well-known male comedian. And the other woman is a uh, Musician
1: so is this that jimmy fallon queen latifah movie taxi ding
0: ding ding you got it yeah which did take you a minute but well, I'm still i've am kind of still never seen that Brad, movie. i'm still impressed well
1: done i i had i needed the hints because i've never seen taxi yeah, it's
0: queen latifah and so and it, yeah taxi from 2004
1: yeah that was that was definitely a hollywood video rental when i worked there that i i saw the dvd case and i was like no
0: Man, this thing that. it looks absolutely terrible. I mean, can you believe the scene I'm describing? And I don't think y'all understand like I'm not joking when I say like this frisk is is something else. It it's like yeah, offensively weird. Huh. Anyway. Um I mean the boob grabbing, I'm just like, this is crazy.
1: Listen, this was this was George W. Bush's America. We're feeling up That's people true. left and right in, in cinema. I mean That's there's true. just no regard for personal space.
0: Well, anyway, I know everybody's running out to watch that now, but yeah, that's what it was. What's the shit? What's the shit?
1: And now, a look at what we're watching this week.
0: Oh, boy. So I'm watching two things, Corey. Tell me about. I'm talking it. about what we're watching right now. And I'm watching t- i I've watched, I've watched actually several things. But the two I'm going to talk about very quickly are um, one of which, very, two very different films and two very different reactions. Mm-hmm. One of which is Stepmother, starring Julia Roberts. Stepmom. Stepmom. Yeah. Stepmom.
1: It's been a minute since I've seen that, but that movie is psychopathic. Stepmom.
0: It is absolutely terrible. It is some of the worst shit I've ever seen in yeah, my life. it's bad. And I also didn't realize it was a lesbian film. What? Yeah. Is it? Oh, it's got to be. I mean, I don't really understand what's happening if it's not a lesbian film. If it's if this film is not about Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon sort of falling in love-hate, then I don't know what this is.
1: Ye- Well, I don't know what it is. So that's as good of an explanation as I've heard. Let's
0: also, I I had actually part of the reason why I've actually seen it before, Uh and it was so not memorable that I had forgotten I'd seen it. But I had I had a post that that, that came up as a memory on Facebook that said, "Just now realizing that Step Monster, I called it Step Monster (laughs) on Facebook, is a 100% gay film," and I was like, "What was I talking about?" And then I watched it. I was like, "Oh, I know exactly what I was talking about." So is it ed harris yeah okay so ed harris is in this film very but ed, very much but well very much kind of so ed ed harris is coming on strong in the first 30 minutes of his film because of course it's about him and his, his his new marriage or his new
1: new younger wife
0: younger wife julia roberts played by julia roberts and the divorce that he's having that he's had with susan sarandon and their two kids and the sort of one trying of them's to, jenna
1: malone right
0: one of them's a little baby jenna malone and It's so that's where that's that's the sort of thing that's going on here, and one of the inciting incidents is that Susan Sarandon begins getting sick. Right? Yeah. That's sort of why we cancer. She gets cancer, of course. She gets cancer, and so, but at some point, Ed Harris just kind of falls into the background. And when I say some point, I mean like at the 40-minute mark. At the 40-minute mark, we just kind of quit seeing Ed Harris at all. And really, after about 40 minutes, the only thing he does is at some point he brings a Christmas tree in and sets it up in Susan Sarandon's house.
1: Well, that's all that dads are good for, <laughs> as you know. I mean, if the children don't have a stable, a maternal influence in the home, the, the home just collapses. It falls apart.
0: I mean, it's it is a miserable film Julia Roberts is a photographer and you know she needs to she needs to realize that she needs to give up her career to be a stepmom to these kids that's something that needs to happen Mm -hmm. and Susan Sarandon is unforgivably shitty yeah even though she has cancer we do not feel bad for her because she she undermines the kids she undermines Julia Roberts when not necessary she whines and cries she lies about having cancer she's just unforgivably terrible and there and yet Ed Harris is somehow there's a consistent feeling that somebody in, in the the writer's room was like, we need to make him more sympathetic. We need him to say things that make him seem like he understands. Mm-hmm. So the little bit of time we do spend with him, he's like the somehow the most sympathetic character even though he's clearly like Abandoned his family to be with a woman who's incredibly younger than him, Yeah, which, you know, fine, whatever people should pursue their unhappiness. But, you know, it's still like you don't get to be the hero of the film when you do that. That's my point. Like, you don't have to be the worst person in the world, but you don't get to be the hero of the film. Like in the
1: movie, the worst person in the world.
0: But he he somehow is just just kind of comes out of this thing clean. Just Christmas setting up. Yeah. Nice guy. The other time we see him as like this, you know, really sort of what people think is a sweet proposal. Anyway, um, again, it's a it's a love story between Susan Sarandon and Julia Roberts. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, it's been so long since I've seen this. I can't remember any plot particulars, but it, it is, you know, one of those studio comedies comedy used here loosely yes. from the 90s that's like well, are you a woman with a career well you've got to realize that you need to stop that shit because there's right more important now. stuff right uh, like now. this other lady's children and this man <laughs>
0: right and right
1: i just being you know a mom that's the that's the highest calling you could ask for you career gal and i you know just again based on vague memories a movie where nobody acts like a person
0: nobody acts like a person at all but you know what brad there's a podcast tie-in to your podcast
1: oh he on the phone oh sorry i was on no the phone you're okay, okay. there's a
0: podcast tie-in and in step and stepmom um i'll tell you right now that it is julia roberts suggests that she's going to buy tickets to a pearl jam that's concert that's right I remember uh, that.
1: hey, hey hey
0: yep and there's a whole... That's part of the whole shitty thing that Susan Sarandon does is kind of swipes that idea from her and then rubs it in her face. Yeah. And uh, little Jenna... You can just picture little tiny Jenna Malone going to see Pearl Jam. Anyway, with, you know, Cancer Mom, with Susan cancer Sarandon. With Cancer Mom. So, I, that's what I've watched.
1: Not, no, not a good time.
0: Yeah, horrible, horrible. I mean, I was angry about this one. But then there's another film that I've watched that is uh, one of the best films of the year. Certainly, you mm-hmm. know, probably mm-hmm. one of the best films of the decade.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. it
0: is glorious it is beautiful it is strange it is uh, the power of the dog
1: hell yes it definitely, is great. definitely great definitely incredibly
0: incredibly odd film
1: my second favorite movie of last year
0: and it does more than it has to mm-hmm. and this kind of... The, the feedback that I was hearing about this being sort of like oh not a lot happens that's not true at no, all no
1: it's not it's it, not true at no. all
0: i'm not really sure what people were watching when they thought
1: that it's quiet it's reserved it's a movie that you can't watch with your cell phone in your hand i'll no. tell you that much which makes it ill suited for netflix
0: it's glorious it, it's it so is good. absolutely beautiful and and the performances are just stellar i love everything about this film it, it, it you know jane campion of course was a initially wanted to be a painter mm-hmm. and this feels like a work from a painter yeah. it is just amazing i love it and i love the uh, i love the homoerotic nature of it i think it's actually really funny yeah, that's the other is. thing is i think a lot of things that p- some people are missing is that there's a great deal of humor in it it's, it's dark very humor, but uh yeah very very sly humor but it is really really funny and i think it kind of plays on uh on a lot of sort of gay stereotypes in a way that that is um, kind of fun,
1: yeah, but like intelligently, right? Like, yes, yes. No, no. It, it
0: I mean, totally I don't mean it totally
1: subverts them. It, it completely and it plays off. of... It plays of, with them. It plays on the audience's expectations. Absolutely. You, you, you think that you know these characters. And then as the film progresses, there are layers added, there are layers uncovered, there are things that perhaps you weren't expecting that are revealed by these characters, but by the end, by the final shot of the movie, I would say, when everything falls into place it's, you realize, you you can step back and you realize how marvelously constructed the entire film is. If
0: you've paid attention, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off for you if you've paid attention. And I will say, one thing I get really tired of in modern films is us catering to people on their cell phones and saying, okay, well, we're going to make sure that they, you know, we show this thing four times and we say this thing six times and we, you know, make sure that that is, you know, in case somebody's Looked away for a second, and this is not that film. No. E- e- pay attention to things that happen one time because the things that happen one time. Have meaning in this film. So anyway, I, I'm not going to go on about it. It's clearly getting you know plenty of of talk. I know you love it a lot, but I do. Uh, highly recommend Power of the Dog. Really, really lovely film, and um, not a kind film no. necessarily. <laughs> but um, but in some ways, I, I in some ways I think it kind of is actually um, overall maybe not a kind film though. Um, but anyway, what have you been watching?
1: Well, I've been watching a ton of stuff. I'm I'm going to focus though on a couple things that. Um, I've caught up with from years past. Yeah. Uh, I watched a couple movies um, after the recent death of the actor William Hurt. Yes. Um, William Hurt, one of the most important sort of significant actors of the 1980s. Yes. Showed up in a ton of stuff. Um,
0: Incredibly good at his job.
1: Incredibly good at his job. In recent days, it's been revealed – kind of a bastard in his personal life which is hate that genuinely disappointing hate um that. because he's always been an actor that I've admired I've enjoyed his performances he's he's always very subtle very interesting very reserved um and a very very fine performer so
0: you have to you have to hate that that gets revealed after somebody's gone. I know.
1: It sucks. It sucks. (sighs) It sucks.
0: Anyway, you've caught up on some. I
1: caught up on on two Lawrence Kasdan directed films featuring uh, William Hurt. I saw your beloved The Big Chill.
0: Yes. I'm so excited to hear what you think.
1: I think it's really good. Good. I do. I'm perhaps not at masterpiece status. I'm not like, you know, but, but but I get why it's canonically important. Yeah. I, I have to say this, like, after hearing, like, decades, I guess, of criticism from people who were like, well, it's just a boomer pity party, you know, I guess I was primed to go into it, like, what is this, like, 1983 Garden State or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was, you know, it's not, not that, but it's that with genuine wit and sensitivity and a really fantastic ensemble um uh, of of wonderful performers
0: it's a lot more fun and a lot more earnest too i would argue yeah that
1: earnestness is key um you know it's all about disillusionment right it's yeah. all about how these these people had you know Principals there at the end of the 1960s turn of the, the 1970s when they were in college and then flash forward to the Reagan years and you know they've all sold out in one way or another right so it's about them over this weekend in this house together after the suicide of one of their friends coming to terms with that and catching up with one another and listening to music and like hanging out with Meg Tilly from 1983 so you got no complaints there um, it, it, it's a really really enjoyable movie though I did I really liked it a lot and reestablished
0: friendship we're trying to and which I think is an, an interesting topic in a film that you don't sure, see a lot is sure. this sort of you know there's a lot of focus on on interpersonal relationships and and being a parent and this kind of thing but there's not that much focus in in the cinematic world I'm not saying that it doesn't exist but there's not that much focus in the cinematic world on the importance of friendship yeah and this is really that film yeah, right for
1: sure um, and I thought everybody was great in it I mean William Hurt um, playing the sort of drugged up Vietnam vet he's really good he's in really it. good and he
0: plays a really interesting character in it
1: yeah uh, I think my MVP was Kevin Klein um, sure. because I love that dude.
0: Also, he wears those little tiny shorts. Yeah,
1: I mean, what do you, what's not to love there? Um, and then I saw 1988's uh, "The Accidental Tourist," yeah. another w- yeah. w- uh, Lawrence Kasdan film starring William Hurt, decidedly in a lead role. Yeah, where he reteams with uh, his Body Heat co-star Kathleen Turner. Yes, the and, one um, and only one Kathleen and only. Turner. And then Gina Davis, of course, who won an Academy yeah. Award for this movie, playing the sort of quirky dog trainer who kind of Draws comatose, grieving William Hurt out of his shell. Now, this is Garden State as hell, right? Yeah, this I, is,
0: I miss Kathleen Turner. I wish oh, I, do too. I wish she's so damn good. Yeah, I wish she would do something.
1: Yeah, she's great. Anyway, fantastic. I'm
0: sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt with that, but I just want to highlight that she's in it and that she, you know, she had such a presence in the 1980s. And yeah, for sure. I miss her greatly.
1: Well, The Accidental Tourist, I, I probably didn't like as much as The Big Chill. Yeah. Um, but I ultimately found, again, it's an earnest movie, and yes. I found that earnestness appealing. Um, William Hurt's character is a, a the grieving father of a son who was murdered kind of brutally uh, off-camera, off-screen before the film starts. He's also a writer of yeah. travel books um, for travelers who don't want to be traveling. Um, and, and the whole movie is about him trying to... Get out of this rut, both emotionally and, and sort of in his personal life, with the help of Gina Davis, as kind of this manic pixie dream girl character. But it's a little more modulated than that. It's yeah. not, it doesn't fall into what would become the cliches of this sort of dramedy established by something like Garden State or Elizabeth Town a little later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's written with a lot more sort of sensitivity than that. And again, the whole movie kind of hangs on. William Hurt's character, who is honestly kind of a kind of an asshole to just about everybody, including Gina, Gina Davis. Like my wife walked in when I was near the end of the movie, yeah. and and you know watched a couple scenes. And this is well into the development of the character and well into the development of the plot. And she was like, "So, what's this movie about? This dude being a prick to everybody." And right. I was like, "Kinda, <laughs> you right. know, he's got to learn to, he's got to learn to feel again, right?" Uh, and, you
0: know, William Hurt plays a great asshole. I mean, he's—if you notice—in most of his performances, that is a common thread, and and maybe it makes sense I, I, in light I'm of a, recent.
1: I'm discoveries. afraid so. I'm yeah. afraid that, you know, he he appears to have been a very troubled, frustrated yeah. person in a lot of aspects of his life struggled with addiction, struggled with insecurity and you know perhaps it's those demons that drove him to give so many really strong performances yeah. but unfortunately it also drove him to be you know a terrible bastard to a lot of people in his private life. Yeah. Um so he leaves behind a legacy of sure. of really strong film work um but but a mixed legacy elsewhere I suppose. So rest in peace in any event to William Hurt um whose film performances Um, throughout the years gave me a lot of enjoyment and and I guess that's the best place to leave it
0: recommended double feature
1: recommended double feature Uh, you know by the time you get to the you know the second half of the accidental tourist you might be Lawrence Kasdan out a little bit but um, but both of those are really strong movies that I recommend Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks.
0: We are your own personal cinematic saxophone and kitar.
1: <laughs> Which one are you?
0: Um. Oh man. I'd happily a, be the tough, guitar. Yeah, you go right ahead. Okay, all right. You go right ahead. Uh, you know my I mentioned Alex Pollock, uh, uh-huh. my friend Alex Pollock on a recent episode. I'll mention Dave Pollock, her husband Dave Pollock, uh, in a story that I, he, he he's told me many stories that are burned in my brain. Yeah. But this is one of my favorites, which was he was in a I think a band in high school. He'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, and they would practice in the basement of a friend's house, and the and the and the dad of that of the friend had decorated the sort of you know this music room and there was a a poster on the wall of a saxophone with a lady's fingers playing the saxophone like red fingernails Fantastic. and underneath it it said hot sax
1: hell yeah i want that poster
0: yep yeah brad's going brad's on ebay right now looking
1: for it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well anyway, speaking of brad thanks uh thank to you brad boutwell. and boutwell studios for of course always producing the show thank and- you for listening And thank you to our sponsor, uh, Revelator Coffee, serving up delicious coffee downtown Birmingham. You'll want to come by and get some of that coffee. And then come to the Sidewalk Film Center and Cinema to see a film this month. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up, but you can find Showtimes at SidewalkFest.com or visit us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Sidewalk Film.
0: Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words our expertise.